Hello, and welcome to The Growth-Minded Marriage. My name's Kevin, and I'm joined by my wife, Mary. We are a uniquely ordinary Midwest couple pursuing what it means to live our values out loud, release expectations, and dedicate ourselves to growth and the pursuit of our most authentic selves together. (laughs) I hope everybody picked up on that soundbite. And they're transported to directly where we are now, which is in the shoebox of a car studio. That's We're right, people. We are um, on location. Okay, is this better? We moved the microphone up a little bit. We stopped and listened. Yeah, now it's teetering on a cup and Mary's <laughs> holding it. Well, the whole point of season two is to make sure that we extract all of the good from the podcast and we don't do any of the parts that we found objectionable. So being able to do the podcast wherever we want and not maybe as concerned with sound quality works out well for us. We'll see how it works out for the listener. Sure. Well, unless that also means me having air conditioning in the car because that's (laughs) been vetoed. So we're in my 2017 Chrysler Pacifica minivan, which is extremely spacious for the children and for road trips. But when you're trying to do a podcast, Outside of the restaurant that we're about to walk into, um, it's a little bit stifling. I'm sweating, too. (laughs) All right. Well, we are going to share our weekly review. This is for the week of September 18th through the 24th. Today is Saturday, September 25th. We usually get a babysitter, but this morning we had a soccer game for our oldest. And then our little community that we live in had a parade and a carnival. So we did that. And we scheduled our babysitter for 4 to 8 p.m. on Saturday evening. So that is right now. Kevin and I are about to go into the Kansas City Taco Company. (laughs) Another sound bite, guys. (laughs) I told Kevin, I was like, ooh, let's do it in the car. And we could have those, like, little soundscapes things Mm -hmm. where we, like, open, shut the car door. He's like, yeah, we could put our shoes on and be walking in the gravel road. I was like, seriously, that is one of my dreams come true. I was being sarcastic. I was dead serious. All right. But I'm I'm confident that at this point, everyone is transported. (laughs) Everyone feels like they're in this very spacious minivan cramped in here with us now. Uh Uh-huh. Enjoying their date night. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So first question, Kevin, what's something new or interesting that you have discovered this week? Um, I'm going to veer a little bit because normally I... Uh, question into something I've read or, you know, learned from another source, but I've got an internal epiphany to share this time. Oh boy. And it actually came from coaching soccer. And, oh, you guys hear that? <laughs> Soundscape. Just bustling city we're in. <laughs> Anyways, um, there's this difficult kid on the team who I'll, I'll call him Negative Nancy. And I've dealt with negative Nancys for my whole life. I've had so much resentment and animosity for them. Everything's always wrong. Everything's always bad. Nothing's good enough. They're just a constant distraction. And they distract me and they pull me down. And just all this negative energies come from negative Nancys. And sometimes they escalate into bullying behavior and everything else. And... Throughout my entire life, I've always been brought down by them, and then as an adult, have always tried to actively avoid them. 
However, when you're coaching a bunch of seven-year-olds and you've got a negative Nancy on the team, you don't have the luxury of avoiding them any longer. And it was just like a trigger for me to be like, you know, maybe he's not the problem. It's that I need to approach him differently. And through a lot of work of trying different strategies, it's unbelievable how fast that it's worked for me. Like being able to communicate with him openly and him being a positive experience on the field. I guess I'm just really kind of proud of myself for being able to heal my childhood difficulties with people through my experiences with this child. And it's been kind of enlightening for me. And, you know, maybe that should have gone into a different category, but I guess I was just kind of excited to share it. And I think that most of my reflection for this week kind of also ties into that. So I apologize if I didn't fit that into the right question. That's okay. We get to make it up, babe. The royal we do, yes. <laughs> well, my new thing for the week is something called the high five habit. And I will let everyone Google this for themselves, but it is a technique developed by Mel Robbins, who I sort of feel plus minus about. She's not my favorite in the self-help industry or the self-actualization genre, but she was on a podcast I listened to and she was describing how... During the pandemic, she one day woke up after a sequence of very bad, no good days and decided to give herself a high five in the mirror. And she said that she felt a little something stir inside of her when she did that, which was kind of interesting. And the next day she did it and the next day she did it and the next day she did it. And I like the fact that she was like, this is really cheesy. You're, everyone's going to think this is stupid and this is dumb. I'm just telling you that you should do it. You know, it's got the potential to change your life and it's free and it's accessible. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just the sort of gal to see if that could stir or change something in me. And as you guys know from last episode, episode, I think it was 29. So maybe two episodes ago, I was talking about when I first wake up in the morning, my hands go to my belly and there's all this just judgment and thought about the fact that is on my body and particularly my belly. And I've been trying to disrupt that sequence of events in the morning. And so I'm just starting this new high five habit. And Kevin caught me doing it yesterday. And this morning was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> but there's all of this scientific evidence that raising your hands, putting your hand up into a high five gesture has all of this neural pathways already programmed into your brain that you can tap into. All the work's been already done. All you need to do is give yourself the high five. And it starts this cascade of events in your brain because it's science that makes you feel better about yourself. So I'm doing it. I would say I'm enjoying it and I will um, check back in. Nice. Hey, high five, Mary. <laughs> I didn't think it was necessarily weird. I just didn't love all the smudges on the mirror. <laughs> Why don't you go first? Because I'm realizing that my next two are kind of tied together. Okay. So what drained my energy this week? I have written down something that Kevin and I were already discussing this week, we've really just put words to the feeling of being annoyed and disconnected. <gasps> yeah. We have a very strong intelligence, intelligent connection or mental connection. What's the word I'm looking for? We have a very strong, like, cerebral connection. That sounds heady. Okay. Well, I can't think of the proper word, but... You know, we have a podcast together. We are really great roommates. We function very well together. But that connection that you want to have between 
your husband or hopefully Kevin wants to have with me, his wife, has just not been there. And I'm sure part of it is my health issues and the fact that I've been pooping my guts out for like three months. Do you have a sound clip of that guy? (laughs) (laughs) But we've just been pushed apart for one reason or another and falling into the old rhythms of just becoming roommates. And we've been lashing out at each other this week on things that are just so dumb and stupid because I think we're both hurting and we're both upset about it and we want the other person to fix it. And the truth is we just have to do the work and keep coming back to the same issues that, you know, have always reared their ugly head in our marriage. And we're back here again and that's okay. There's no one that I want to do this with rather than you. But, you know, it just sucks that you have to put work in it. Yeah. All right, Kevin, what drained your energy this week and or if you're combining what refilled your spirit? What drained my energy this week is actually my wife. (laughs) Let's hear it. Basically, what I've been feeling is that every time I've been a little excited or like shared anything or had conversations. It was literally felt like she'd take a pin to my balloon just to pop it. And like Mary, I realized that a lot of that has been a reflection of how I've been feeling and, you know, just not being at the exact top of our game relationship wise. And what I'd like to just continue with now is what has refilled my spirit is just Having that realization with the kid with soccer has helped me have that same realization with Mary. And I keep going back to the great Tom Gottberg and you get to make it up. Mm-hmm. And in so many of things, so many of these things, like I get to choose whether or not I interpret Mary's actions or this little boy's actions or anyone's actions. And the fact that I've been choosing to interpret some of the things Mary has said is negative is as much on me as on her. Historically, for me, my typical reaction is an overreaction and just allowing myself that moment's breath to just think about it for a second and choose another path is like so valuable. And I'm really glad that I'm capable of doing that. Very cool. Yes, me too. (laughs) I'm working on that. Kevin's much better at apologizing and coming to me with empathy and humility. Two things I'm working on still. Okay. What refilled my spirit? Why am I asking myself the question? I don't know. (laughs) You get to make it up, I guess. (laughs) All right. Well, this past weekend, I was in Ohio. I got to be with my O-Crew friends and... I fulfilled one of my lifelong dreams of watching our kids all play together nicely while us, the moms, sat and drank coffee. This group of women is what I call my sweatpant friends. I hope everyone out there has a sweatpant friend. You know what I'm talking about. But they just completely refilled my spirit, and it was just beautiful weather, and we laughed, we cried. It was just everything that I could have imagined And I got to do the trip with my middle daughter, who's six, and she was just so happy to spend the time with me. It was just really bonding. So, okay. So the next question is, what is something you don't want to repeat? 
And what you all did not hear is Kevin and I both saying something that we kind of forced or was kind of inconsequential to the week. But we felt like we had to say something because this is one of our questions that we're like, wait a minute. We get to make it up. We don't have to answer. So we're going to edit that part out and move on to the next question, which is our gratitudes for the week. Kevin? Uh, well, my gratitude is for someone really special to me, um, myself. <laughs> I realize that might be a little arrogant, but I feel like after what's happened over the last week, uh, I just really feel like I deserve a pat on the back, maybe even a seal of approval or, 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 or. Oh, God. No, you never did that as a kid? No. Oh, public school. I just feel like as a child growing up, I would have held so much resentment and festered anger over a lot of these things. And I'm just really proud of myself to have been able to acknowledge an alternative path that actually makes me happy. And that was a long road to get there. And I'm just constantly seeing it now. And it just, I'm just very grateful for myself for being the person that I am today because I was not that person 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Interesting or grateful for yourself. That is also what I'm grateful for. Oh my goodness. Myself. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought I was going to get a compliment here. No, no. Gosh, that's so arrogant. Who would ever do that? <laughs> so pretentious. Uh, I just wrote down that I was grateful for my somehow shocking large amount of confidence. I just, I'm not scared to try new things. This week I joined Club Pilates, which is like a national chain of reformer Pilates classes. And it's something that I've been really wanting to do. It's a large financial commitment in terms of our budget and what we allocate those sort of extra funds for. And I just talked myself out of it for about a year and a half. And I eventually just did it. And I went to my first class and I was just excited and proud and confident to go in. And I realized that's not everyone's initial reaction when they're trying something new. And I really enjoyed myself. I've been loving it. And the other thing is that I launched the Awakened Anestis podcast last season and season one of Growth Minded Marriage. You heard the very first Awakened Anestis podcast episode, and I've just been moving forward with it. It's in tandem with some work I'm doing at the school I teach at. And I just was like, you know what? That's really cool. I'm going to feel proud of myself that I am not scared to kind of put some things out there and and try new things. So that was my gratitude. All right. Last question is what's something you're looking forward to next week, Kevin? Well, you kind of reminded me that we have a big anniversary this upcoming week, which I am super excited about. It's hard to even imagine that Chick-fil-A has now been open for five years <laughs> in our neighborhood. But I'm super excited to maybe get a free chicken biscuit or something in the morning. <laughs> oh, gosh. Kevin's been planning that. This upcoming Friday is our 10-year wedding anniversary, which I think is the anniversary Kevin's referring to. And us feeling disconnected and us losing some intimacy and just not feeling like we're firing on all cylinders has just really come to light because we're celebrating such a big milestone in our marriage. And it just feels like icky that we're both feeling disconnected and supposed to be feeling very much in love on our 10-year wedding anniversary. So... I'm looking forward to next week. I do have some surprises and some things planned with the kids and also some surprises with Kevin that I'm sure after a few days won't become surprises. I'll probably end up telling you. I got a big surprise for you too, Mary. 
It's got a pickle on it. (laughs) But we'll see what the anniversary actually brings. Kevin and I are very much not anniversary people or just not big birthday people, big anniversary people. But it's definitely something that, you know, you don't just blink an eye at. So what is 10 year? I have no idea. I haven't looked into what the gift is. Canvas? No, it's I don't know. All right. Well, that wraps up. Hopefully you, I guess, maybe enjoyed the little come with us experience on our date night. Just something new we're trying. I will hear in the edit if this is super distracting or not for you, the listener, to hear all the car noises and everything. But um, we are going to walk into our dinner at this Kansas City Taco Company. I just want to say a big thank you to everyone who is listening. We've gotten so much good feedback on the new format. Kate, a friend and listener in Alabama, asked me to send her the questions because she wanted to do it with her partner as well. And then another listener, Amanda, said that she was going to use the questions for a small group she was leading. And it just really adds to the fun of this podcast. And I think there is a possibility for growth in all of this. And that's certainly what Kevin and I are hoping to achieve is growth and living our best life. So thanks for being here along this journey. Oh, geez. I need to focus on the road probably too. (laughs) You should really see Kevin. He's thinking of all these jokes. I can see his like wheels turning. He's trying to throw in one last joke. But my leg has fallen asleep. My back is all sweaty. Um, Just your back, my everything is I think it's time to call this quits. I hope you tune in next time. Until then. Ever onward.